Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman, a podcast loaded with practical tips, powerful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. So get ready to get the information you need to make the impact you want from someone you trust, your friend, parenting expert, Dr. Robin Silverman. Hello and welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything, where we give you the tips, scripts, stories, and steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. I'm so honored to be your host, Dr. Robin Silverman, child and teen development specialist, author and speaker, and most importantly, parent of two great children who give me the opportunity to love, learn, and grow every single day whether I want to or not. I get it, it's not always easy. And as you know by now, we're in this together and we have some really wonderful people helping us along the way. Today is no exception. We're going to be talking about divorce and children. Now, divorce can be a very stressful time for families. And as we've all heard, more than half of marriages end in divorce. So it's fairly common for kids to hear about divorce, have a friend who's going through a divorce, or to be going through a divorce in their family themselves. Children can react in many different ways as they adjust to their new normal. But just because these big changes can be challenging, that doesn't mean that we as parents and educators can't play a big role in helping kids who are dealing with divorce cope with their feelings, their concerns, and the logistics in a healthy way. And that is why I'm so thrilled to have Christina McGee on the show today. Christina McGee is an internationally recognized divorce coach, speaker, and author of the highly acclaimed book, Parenting Apart, How Separated and Divorced Parents Can Raise Happy and Secure Kids. I have it on my shelf. She's been featured on television, radio, and in print around the U.S. and abroad. Currently, Christina does outreach and speaking around the documentary Split, a compelling film about how kids really feel about divorced. Married for over 20 years, Christina and her husband live near Houston, Texas. As a stepmom and a mom of four, she has extensive on-the-job training as chauffeur, negotiator, short-order cook, scheduler extraordinaire, and finder of all things lost. You can find out more about Christina McGee and Divorce and Children at divorceandchildren.com or parenting-apart.com. Now, I know many of you have asked about this topic. So many people are going through divorce or know people going through a divorce, and they want to figure out the best way to help kids through divorce perhaps as a parent themselves or a grandparent, aunt, uncle, friend, family, or teacher, or maybe even a coach. So please, if possible, kindly put away all possible distractions. It's nine o'clock. Let's turn our attention to our fabulous guest of honor, my friend, the very insightful Christina McGee. Thank you so much for joining us on How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Hi, Robin. I'm so delighted to be here. Oh, well, we are thrilled. I know we've been old friends for a long time, and it's fun to be able to have you on and join us today on this topic that's really been one of the ones that I'm asked about a lot. It's a tough topic to talk about. But before we get into the meat of the matter, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure to meet you or read your books or enjoy all the wonderful things you've been doing around divorce and children, would you just take a moment to tell us what gets you up in the morning, what are you passionate about, and why the topic of divorce and children? Mm, Well, you know, the 
the ironic thing is that um, even though I'm a child from a divorced family, my parents divorced when I was a teenager, um, that really wasn't the driving force behind my getting into this line of work. The mm-hmm. truth is I never even really thought about how divorce impacted my life that much until I got married. Mm. Um, which seems kind of weird, but you know, as you said earlier in my introduction, I'm a bonus mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I met the love of my life and said, I do, I wasn't just making a commitment to him, but I was also making a commitment to two very young children. And, um, based on my own experience, um, going through it, I knew what I didn't want, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really sure what to do for these two kids. I knew I, I had the drive to make it better for them. So, you know, like any good social worker, I kind of rolled up my sleeves and started diving in to find out, you know, what we could do to make things uh, better for them and how could we make this the best possible situation um, living out of two households. And so that's kind of where my journey began. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, divorce is obviously a topic that's very stressful for many people. I mean, for better or for worse, divorce changes families. There's no denying that. So generally mm-hmm. speaking, how does divorce affect kids? Well, you know, I I think the answer is that there's a lot of different ways it impacts kids, and every kid is a little bit different. You know, I frequently tell parents, even children within one family may have very different reactions to it, and um, I think the the biggest factor that impacts how kids do, whether they're kind of at risk or they fall into the resilient category, has a lot to do with the choices that we're making as parents because they're following our lead. So if we're really um, being proactive, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about it, uh, taking care of ourselves, you know, chances are that our kids are going to fare pretty well Mm -hmm. as they go through this. Um, You know, and I think as parents, um, it's important to remember that our kids are stronger than we think. And our job isn't to protect them from adversity, but helping them find some way to get through it. Mm, I love that. And I know in your book, you say that children are like mirrors. They are going to reflect what they see. So if you're overwhelmed or depressed or angry or stressed, they're likely to become overwhelmed, depressed, angry, or stressed as well. And I actually quote you here. You say, rarely do parents consider their own reactions or feelings as a factor in how their children are coping. And so the, the idea of what you're saying here is that how we react can actually have a very big impact on how kids are affected by divorce. So what what do you recommend parents do to kind of stay grounded and relaxed and calm while there's all this upheaval and it's it's a it's a big change for everyone. Well, I would say like my top takeaway for mm-hmm. any parent, if I could just give them one little nugget of mm-hmm. advice, it would be to build yourself a tribe. Mm. You know, because um, while you may be really committed to your kids, um, when things become unhinged, you know, the tendency, and we all do it, not just separating and divorcing parents, but we all do it. Our tendency is we're just going to dig in a little deeper and get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes a lot more than willpower and love, you know, to get through this kind of experience. It's a big change. I mean, it completely levels life. 
for parents and kids. So in order to be the parent that your kids really need you to be, you've got to have support. Um, And so that, I think, is one of the most critical factors that makes or breaks things. I think it's really important what you're saying, and I'm actually taking it in myself because I feel like I often am one of those parents that when things get tough, I just buckle down and do it myself when um, I do find that if I reach out to others, that they're more than willing to help. And Mm -hmm. it does make me feel a lot less stressed. So I want to underscore what you're saying that we really need to ask for help even when it's challenging to do so. Absolutely, um, because you, you're going to need it, and you know you're in you're in good company because you're not the only one that struggles with that. You know, we often teach what we <laughs> what we most need to learn. You know, and yes. so I've caught myself doing the same thing when you know life is stressful. Our tendency is to you know just get through it. Mm-hmm. Just get through it. Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. And considering that so much of life right now is depicting that perfect view on Facebook, um, that right? I mean, it's. I mean, let, let's be honest. That when we are having issues, we are much less likely to voice them because we are concerned with how other people's people might view us or we might feel like people will think we're a failure or we may be admitting to ourselves that we're trying, you know, that we might be a failure in some way when we're not, we're just human, mm-hmm. right? We're just mm-hmm. human people. So steps before we start, if we are going to have a conversation with our children about divorce, perhaps we are going to be going through it ourselves what do you suggest before we even get started? What are some steps to success? Well, I think one of the first things you need to do is you need to get prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're absolutely certain this is going to happen, you know, you're 100%, then you need to start considering when you're going to have a talk with your kids. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And um, I always recommend that if possible, you know, mom and dad sit down together and plan this conversation out. That's the best case scenario. I think the next step is you've got to kind of shore yourself up um, because talking about divorce isn't just, it's not just going to be hard for your kids to hear. It's going to be hard for you to say. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents kind of underestimate Mm. uh, how they will feel. Even when you want the divorce, even if you're the one that initiated it, it's still so difficult to sit in front of your kids and say, you know, things are changing in a really big way. Mm -hmm. So um, think about, you know, what parts of the conversation might be hard for you? Mm -hmm. What do you need to do so that you can be grounded and fully present for them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that might mean having a conversation with a a close friend ahead of time, um, you know, thinking through your own feelings are there things that you kind of need to resolve or address before you can have this conversation so pay attention to that right that's really important so you touched on the idea that it's really ideal if both parents are going to do this together that they go into this conversation together so you suggest then that parents tell the kids together rather than separate. Is that correct? 
Yes, but. Okay, give me the yes, but. Yes, but. Um, So the guiding rule on this, from my perspective, is you want to create the least amount of tension possible. Mm. So if you have parents that are just, there's a lot of tension or there's a lot of conflict, there's very different reasons, different perspectives about why this is happening. Um, Often parents are in very different emotional stages Mm -hmm. when divorce hits. um, You know, you're better off having separate conversations. Important. Thank you for enlightening because I think I've heard many, many times that you're supposed to tell the kids together. And so I really, I really appreciate what you're saying that you're not looking to create a more tense situation. And certainly if the parents have different views about what's happening or what happened or who to blame about it, that Mm -hmm. being separated at that time might be more advantageous. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we just touched on deciding when we should tell. So when should we tell? When when do you have this conversation? What's the best time to tell the kids? Well, I, I think more than when you want to really focus on having the right conditions. Okay. So um, I would say that you want to have this conversation with kids when you can provide them some emotional space to deal with the aftermath. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, if it's during the school year, you might want to have a talk with the kids on Friday evening. So you have the weekend mm-hmm. to kind of process with them because, um, you know, you don't know how your kids are going to react to the information. And I always talk to parents, you know, some they, they may expect their kids to completely fall apart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they may tell their child and their child looks at them and goes, okay, can I go play outside now? Mm. Wow. Because it hasn't completely sunk in. Right. Or, you know, kids kids react in lots of different ways. And so don't, it, you know, you may anticipate your child's reaction, but it might not be the way you imagine. Um, and there may need to be follow-up conversations or it may be a delayed reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's important to provide kind of some, a buffer for Mm -hmm. kids so Mm -hmm. you can have the time um, for them to deal with those emotions for you to be there and you can have those follow-up conversations right and and as you heard we we often talk about how we can't just have one conversation about something and check it Mm -hmm. off our list and be done with it that often we have many conversations and because you've been thinking about this for a long time doesn't mean that that child is going to have the same information right at hand or the same emotional bandwidth at that particular moment so they may need to have a conversation uh, an hour later, days later, weeks later, um, and mm-hmm. and say you mentioned this, and you're like, oh, okay, this was weeks ago. All right, now we're ready to have this conversation because they've thought about it for a long time. Okay, so tell me then, um, what do you do if the parents don't agree on what to say to the kids? You know, what do you do in that circumstance when the parents feel like they're coming from two different worlds and they're not meeting up? Well, I, I would suggest do your best not to contradict okay. anything that the other parent says. 
because kids don't need to be put in a situation where they become judge and jury Mm -hmm. and they need to figure out who's right and who's wrong. Um, So I would, you know, if the other parent has given him already given information to the kids or has a very different perspective, I think you can approach it with um, saying something like, you know, that's not the way I see it. You know, your mom and I have very different ideas about why this happened or we Mm -hmm. see it in very different ways. That's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, Why things aren't working out so well. So, you know, you're still able to um, share with kids your opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, You just want to be sure that you're shielding them from adult information and not getting them drawn into the middle. That's critical. Okay. Okay, and and I'm guessing that name-calling and blaming should be left out of the conversation. Absolutely. (laughs) But that's hard. But, you know, you you raise that point, and that's kind of like some people go, well, yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer, you know. But there's lots of subtle ways that that happens, you know, where we make kind of comments, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're a little judgmental, where we tell our kids, you know, so dad let us do this. Well, your dad shouldn't have done that. He's wrong for doing that. That's why I divorced him in the first place. Ooh, yes. Um, so there's lots of small ways that, you know, that stuff can kind of rear its ugly head mm-hmm. or, um, you know, parents get into situations where they start fighting fire with fire because one parent gave kids, uh, you know, details about the marriage or about a court hearing. So the other parent decides then, well, I have no choice. I have to set the record straight. Okay. And the truth is you don't. Um, because rarely, rarely, rarely is that ever going to be helpful to kids. Um, it just confuses them more. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want them picking between the parents and feeling like they're, they're making, they're needing to make the decision on who to believe. Right, right. And it, it kind of puts kids in this um, catch-22. So if dad says something about mom or about the divorce, a kid's natural instinct is to do what? Yes, you know, they, right. they go back to mom right. and they say, hey, mom, this is what dad said. And right. and so mom gives her side of the story. And then you have the child goes right back to dad mm-hmm. and, and wants to fact check because they're trying to figure right. out who's telling me the truth. And right. so I think it's far more helpful for parents in that kind of situation to really focus on their kids' feelings and say, you know, I'm sorry you had to hear that. How do you feel about mm-hmm. what mom or dad said? Um, and that's not the way I see it. And I don't want you to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really adult information, and that's something that your mom or dad and I need to sort out. Great. I think those are useful words. Okay, so uh, obviously this is a difficult conversation, and I imagine parents are wondering if they've already told their kids that they are separating, do they really have to talk to the kids again when they decide that they're getting a divorce? I would say, yes, you do. Mm. Um, And because there's a lot of dangers to not having that conversation, not following that up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the hardest uh, things for us to deal with as parents is watching our kids hurt. Right. No matter how old your kids are, it just, you know, it just guts you 
um, to see your kids in pain or upset. And so we want to shield them. We want to protect them. And sometimes the tendency might be as a parent, if we've told them we're separating and everybody's doing okay, Right. Let's not rock the boat. But that can really backfire on you. I had a mom I was working with once, um, and she was in this situation. She and dad had split. Uh, they told the kids they were separating. Kids were doing really, really well. It had been, you know, probably about eight, ten months. And so they went ahead and got a divorce. Mm. And she thought things were fine. The kids had figured it out until she went to an open house. And at the open house, the kids had done an exercise in her son's class where they wrote down all the ways they were like a classmate. Mm -hmm. And one of the things her son wrote down on his list was, my parents aren't divorced. Oh. And she was just leveled. Mm -hmm. It, It had never occurred to her that he thought they might still get back together. Right. I'm guessing that's something that many kids hold on to when parents are separated and not fully divorced. For a very long, yeah, Mm -hmm. for a very, very long time. That's that's just not a wish that goes away quickly for kids, Mm -hmm. even, even when parents remarry and have you know, moved on with life, there's still a part of uh, kids that wishes things would have worked out, mm-hmm. that things could have been different. Um, and that's normal. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm sure they would want to be able to see parents at the same time or maybe uh, experience things together like they used to. So it's it's natural for them to want to be everybody to be together. It's so rare that you see parents who are divorced, you know, going to a vacation together or mm-hmm. going, you know, going and experiencing a Sunday afternoon activity together. So I, I, it, it makes sense that these kids would be interested in seeing their parents get back together so that they don't have to partial their time out. Right, right. I can remember my bonus daughter when she was younger, she was telling me one time that she wished that in, you know, we could all live in one house mm-hmm. and that her mom would live on the downstairs part Mm -hmm. of the house and we would live on the upstairs part of the house and that way she would just have to go up and down the stairs Mm -hmm. whenever she wanted to see us and Uh. you know um and and that is the way kids um think about it and so whatever we can do as parents to kind of honor that um you know and I was able to say gosh yeah that would that would be really great if that could happen Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Right. So not dismissing it and saying, well, that's ridiculous. We could never all live together. You're indulging the fantasy by saying, yeah, I could see how that would be a really great thing. You know, I wish we could have that too. Right, right. And that wherever we can as parents, where we can validate our kids' feelings Mm -hmm. by saying, yeah, I bet that would make things a lot easier Mm -hmm. for you. I can, I get why that you would like to have that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really so helpful to them. Oh, I like that. And I think that they feel seen, they feel heard, Mm -hmm. they feel justified and not dismissed or invalidated when you, you really see them for their feelings and, and don't make them feel like their feelings are ridiculous or silly in any way. Right. Right. So, Give me the do's and don'ts of this conversation 
what are some tips parents should absolutely do when either talking about or dealing with divorce with their children? And what are some absolute don'ts when talking about or dealing with divorce with their children? So I think the do's, um, you want to make sure that you hit all the things that are important to kids when you're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So kids are going to have a lot of questions. They're going to want to know when am I going to be spending time with each parent and where am I going to live and am I going to go to the same school? And so whatever you think might be important to your kids, you know, try to address those. Mm -hmm. Definitely use the words separation and divorce. Um, Avoid glossing it over, trying to sugarcoat it. Because uh, the truth is our kids are going to go out into the world and they're going to be interacting with teachers and with friends and um, their soccer coaches. And they need words for what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a bad word. It's, it's a change um, in a family. And I really recommend that parents approach it. You know, divorce ends a marriage not a family. Mm-hmm. And so you can talk about it in terms of how our family is changing because you will always have a mom and you will always have a dad and we will always be here for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's important um, for kids to hear that. I think it's also important for kids to know this is not your fault mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do to fix it or make it better. Um, this is a grown-up problem between parents and as we've already talked about, you don't have to take sides. Mm-hmm. Equally important, your feelings don't have to be the same as mom's, and they don't have to be the same as dad's. Mm-hmm. So if mom is upset with dad, you don't have to be upset with dad. Mm-hmm. If dad isn't getting along with mom, that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, mad or angry at mom. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's really important because sometimes kids get caught in um, loyalty conflicts. Mm -hmm. And so they, if they feel that there's a parent that's more emotionally vulnerable, they might feel like they have to side with that parent or protect that parent or um, feel the same way. And so I think it's really important for kids to know that your feelings belong to you. You can feel any way you want Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. These are all very important tips. Are there any things that we should absolutely avoid when we are talking to kids about this or we're actually in the mix and dealing with divorce and children? Sure. I would say you don't want to expose kids to adult information. Mm -hmm. Um, So information about court hearings or marital problems, um, who did what to whom, Mm -hmm. if there was an affair. Um, I I think when you get down to the whys, which falls into the do and the don't category, Mm -hmm. I think you do need to give children a reason. It needs to be a short, uh, simple, straightforward, non-blaming reason. That's ideal. Um, You don't want to uh, give kids um, uh, a reason. You don't want to talk about why and and bring them into the middle, Mm -hmm. you know, by giving them adult information or blaming a parent. uh, Because, again, I think that just makes kids more confused. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and more conflicted. Well, how about an example then? So let's say that one of the parents did have an affair. Mm -hmm. That's obviously adult information. So what would you give then as the reason for divorce 
if you weren't going to give them that information? Well, I, I think that, um, I, let me backtrack a little bit. So with a situation like an affair, that's, you know, that's kind of a tough, mm-hmm. I think we need to be honest with kids. Mm-hmm. But um, when parents tell me that kids should hear the truth, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is a slippery slope. So yes. whose truth are you telling? So I think that um, both parents need to come together and kind of talk this through. Mm-hmm. What are we going to say? And it's been my experience in working with parents that while an affair, um, you know, is a deeply wounding betrayal mm-hmm. in a marriage, um, it rarely is the only thing that right. wasn't working in the marriage. So um, part of that involves parents really taking ownership mm-hmm. over what wasn't working, which is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. So you might say, you know, um, sometimes two good people just aren't good together, no Mm -hmm. matter how hard they try. Mm -hmm. Um, Our feelings for each other have changed. We're not happy Mm -hmm. together anymore. Um, And while we both love you very much, how we feel about each other isn't the same. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So you really do backtrack. And I think that's important because maybe they weren't feeling connected. Maybe they weren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of different topics. Maybe they weren't feeling as much like a couple anymore. And then the affair happened. So mm-hmm. so backtracking to what might really have been the cause uh, prior to the action may be mm-hmm. the place to focus. So you, you just gave us some really good words. But I would love for people, because they really have been asking this question about what to say to their kids if the child is sitting in front of them. And I think what you've given us is great. But let's say the child is sitting in front of you. What is the first thing that we say? How do we start this conversation? And and what do we say to them when we love them so much? And this is such a hard conversation. So here's the child in front of you. What are we saying to them? Well, I think the first thing you do is just state the obvious because kids are a lot smarter than we think. Mm -hmm. And you just simply say, you know, we have something we want to talk to you about. And I'm guessing that you've probably noticed that, uh, you know, we aren't getting along as well as we used to. Mm -hmm. Or you might have been wondering why we're sleeping in separate rooms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is something we need to talk to you about. Uh, it's important to remember that what you would say to a five-year-old very different than what you'd say to a 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. So um, the core message that you want to give them um, is that this wasn't a decision that we came to easily. Mm-hmm. It was a really hard decision to make. But sometimes in a marriage, how you feel about each other changes. Mm-hmm. And it's usually not just one big thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of little things that start adding up. And after a while, those little things get bigger. Mm-hmm. And you realize you're not happy anymore. And we know that this is probably really hard for you to understand how this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you may even be wondering why we just can't fix it mm-hmm. or stay together. And we want you to know um, that we're just, we're, we're really sorry mm-hmm. that we know this is going to be hard for you. And we wish it could be different. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful, Christina. Um, And I think it really validates 
the child and where they will likely be coming from to say, you know, that you're sorry and you you wish that it could be different, but this is the circumstance. Um, and, and giving those words to parents, I think parents will feel like the conversation will be easier, which is the main thing here. What are you supposed to do if the child is is grieving or angry or sad and what conversation can you have with them when their reaction is is going through a grieving process and they're having struggles dealing with it what what can you say or or do to help them well I, i think um along with words there also needs to be actions mm-hmm. and for parents to know that this is a normal part mm-hmm. of the process you know when you talk about the grieving process being sad being upset and so to make sure that we are holding a space for our kids and like we discussed earlier you know any place that you can validate and say you know I I get this has got to be so hard. So many things are changing at once. Mm-hmm. Um, how how does that feel for you? Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that we can do to make it easier? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to help them, you know, just to really to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. You know, when your kids are hurting, to be fully present and listen. And to let them know, I mean, validation is all about just communicating that I get it. I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. But another really important piece, I think, is to let our kids know, even though this really sucks mm-hmm. and it is so, so hard and it may feel like the end of the world right now, I believe that you're strong enough to get through it. Mm-hmm. And together we will. And maybe things will even be better in some ways, because if the household has been really tense and full of stress because Mm -hmm. parents have been together and are unable to make it work, and maybe there's been a lot of yelling or blaming or just ugliness in the household, there may be a piece there, and it may be hard to accept at the, you know, in the beginning, but there may be a piece there that you may be better apart at that point. Yes. And I, I think that that is, it's helpful for kids to understand that two good people don't always make a good couple Mm -hmm. and, um, and that things can be better. But I also, um, caution parents not to try to put a spin on it Mm -hmm. or upsell too quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because it it does it's hard it is is just really really hard and we want our kids to know that you know we get that and even though things may be better in the long run right now they don't feel so great right so um if you you know it's okay to say it feels like this now i don't think it'll feel that way forever and in time you know things may get better Mm mm-hmm Right. But be careful not to only put the, well, look, you're going to get two Christmases and two birthdays and two. (laughs) Yes. This is going to be so much better. (laughs) Um, No. 
No, okay. no, that's usually making us feel better, but right. it's not it's not really acknowledging the reality for our kids. Right. And and maybe that's that's the idea here. Is this thing that you're saying or doing making you feel better? Or is it helping and making your child feel better in this circumstance? Mm. Yeah. 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 And that's where it's really great to have your tribe Mm -hmm. because you have, you know, people to kind of sort through all that with, you know, Mm -hmm. talk it out, think about it, kind of try. And that's, that's hard. That's so, so hard as a parent to figure out, you know, what's yours and, and what's not, you know, how do you separate your feelings about divorce from the needs of your kids? Right. T- right. And, and having that, that tribe to talk to and get all those feelings out and all those things that you wish you could say to your kids or to your spouse, maybe getting them out into the open and, and, and having them heard by a friend will get you grounded and feel, make you feel calm and, and heard so that you can be fully present for your child. Yeah. And that one thing that I wanted to add to all that mm-hmm. is, you know, um, don't be so afraid of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. We all mess up as parents. We all make mistakes. It is like it's on the job training. And if you do something wrong, say something wrong, you can always go back and redo. You can always yes. go to your kids and say, you know, when we were talking about this and I said this. Hmm, I've had some time to think about that. And I want us to have another talk because I was really feeling upset Mm -hmm. and you know, this is what I want you to hear and this is what I want you to know. So, or if you, if you lost your cool, you know, Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and you were really upset and you said something you wish you hadn't, you can go back and say that, you know, Mm -hmm. I was feeling really angry. I apologize. I, I shouldn't have said that. I wish I'd handled that situation differently. Um, and if you catch me doing it again, you know, I want you to, to let me know because I'm going to try really hard not to. This is very important. We talk a lot about parenting as the ultimate do-over here on this podcast and that we have countless times and countless opportunities to do it again. We're not always going to get it right the first time. And dealing with divorce and children is no different from any other topic where we can totally mess up, where we can go back, we can apologize, we can say we said this and I wish I had said that, so let me make my message clear here. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to take away from this conversation. And I certainly never would want you to think this, which is what Mm -hmm. I think I conveyed in the last conversation. I like that. Yes. And I think it's also great role modeling for our kids. We are showing them even adults can Mm -hmm. apologize, can make mistakes, and it's okay. It's not the end of the world. And you're going to make mistakes too. And, and you can go back and do over. Yeah, we had uh, interviewed Jessica Leahy, who talks about the gift of failure. And uh, she talks a lot about modeling how you deal with mistakes. Uh, and this is on the, do- on the job, right here, on the job training. You have mm-hmm. a moment where you mess up. You can, you can admit your wrongdoing. And then those kids wind up with the scripts later on to say, it's okay to make a mistake. 
It's okay to mess up. Here's how I can make things better. And I can actually clean up this mess and move forward in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen to that. So top tip time. I know you've already mentioned some really key top tips, but I'm going to ask you again, if there was one takeaway that you would want parents to come away with when it comes to talking to children about divorce or helping children when dealing with divorce, what would it be? Uh, you know, I, I would still go back to the, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to how you feel. Um, you know, a lot of us, when we're going through this, for some reason, think that we're just supposed to innately know how to handle it. Um, you know, nobody plans when you're getting married, we don't plan on getting divorced. There's no little guide that's tucked in our marriage certificate box, Mm -hmm. um, on in case if all else fails, here's what you do. I mean, so don't, don't be afraid ask for help. If you don't have, you know, a support system or you don't have a, a a trusted friend, then seek out a counselor or seek out a divorce coach, you know, find a group, uh, somewhere where you can get connected because you are not alone. Mm -hmm. There are so many people going through this and yet, um, even though there's, you know, more than 1 million kids, every year see their parents split before their 16th birthday, 1 million every year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're still not very good at talking about divorce. It's hard. And so um, do what you can to support yourself so you can be the parent your kids need you to be. So important and definitely worth saying more than once, uh, even though you said it in the beginning of the call to to find your tribe and to feel supported. You deserve to be supported through this tough time. Divorce often feels like a failure, even though it's not, but it can feel like a failure and it feels like you're the only one that's going through this in the way that you're going through it. But many, many people go through it in some way or another, whether they're a child who came from a family who was divorced or maybe that you're going through it yourself or a friend or your family members going through it. So you all deserve that support. And I think it's really important what you're saying that we don't plan on this and there are a lot of people who can help us. Yes. And one, one other thing I'd like to squeeze in Mm -hmm. really quickly is that if you, if you're having a difficult time figuring out the words, Mm -hmm. um, go to the library, go to the bookstore, find books mm-hmm. about divorce for kids. Um, check out films like Split, which is a, mm-hmm. a fabulous documentary about divorce for kids and their parents. Um, you can find a, you can find out about it on my website mm-hmm. or you can go to splitfilm.org, but it is um, just kids talking about divorce and it's a really powerful film um, that kind of pulls back the curtain for parents and they are able to hear in a very unfiltered way from kids like theirs Mm -hmm. but not their kids Um, and and so you can kind of get um, a very it's very eye-opening I think for parents So I would say use those kind of resources to help you find the words, to help you start the conversation, because getting started is half the battle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's great. And uh, the film, I'm very eager to see myself and check out myself. Uh, It's 
it's amazing to be able to hear from children what they truly think, what's going on in their minds, because it may indicate to you what may be going on in your child's mind, but they haven't expressed it yet. Mm-hmm. So give us the resource of the week. Give us what, where should people go to find out more information about you or your books or obviously this film? So if you're interested in finding me, I have two websites. One is divorceandchildren.com. That's uh, divorceandchildren.com. If you'd like to find out about coaching or what kind of support I offer to parents, you can go to parenting-apart.com. And to find out about Split, the documentary for kids and parents about divorce, go to splitfilm.org. Awesome. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. You've provided invaluable information and you've been such a comfort to everyone while talking about this really emotionally charged topic. I, I just love so much of what you talked about and especially about finding your tribe. I think that's important in all topics. So thank you so much for coming by. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you for this podcast. Oh, what a great resource you. for parents. Thank you so much. Well, I definitely have my takeaways and sweet friends. I hope you have yours. Let's discuss them. Come up on Facebook and let's go to facebook.com slash Dr. Robin Silverman or to drrobinsilverman.com and let's discuss it. And if you love this podcast like I did, please share it. And would you kindly go up onto iTunes and rate it so that others are going to learn about this outstanding podcast It's also and Christina McGee and all these amazing things that she offers. I truly appreciate it. So that's all the time we have for today. My fellow parents, leaders, and educators, thank you so much for tuning in to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com. I look forward to weathering the storms and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, as we said, even when it comes to nothing's going right, those days when we all feel like things are not going going well, You've got this. You're here. You're getting the information that you need. And on the days that we fall short, please know we all have those. Never forget that there's always tomorrow. Parenting is the ultimate do-over. I see you. I get it. And as there are moments when we all doubt our know-how, our choices, our sweet, sweet sanity, please know that you are 10 times the parent you think you are. Until next time, this is Dr. Robin Silverman with How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. You've been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com.